Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. Back from a day off, and I really thought you guys did a good job. I actually liked Angie's little th- throwaway intro. If you're not going to try to do it, why do it at all? I'm Alex Christensen. No. Joining me, Mr. Andy Molitor. He's in his really cool hat. I don't really like this. This uh, It's the state cook. of it's hockey. Like I, guess that's I think this is one of those things where you go to the bar during like a Vikings game, and they're, you know, they give away prizes because they just get free beer shirts and hats and bullshits and go oh, you won a koozie oh good but i think I, I won this hat now this hat has gotten me in trouble because it is a beer hat it's a michelob golden hat and um for many years my wife got the kids ready for school and then she switched jobs within the same company but then i had to start getting the kids ready for school apparently it's not cool to send the kids to school in a beer stocking hat when they're in no? you know first grade or whatever she was my was my wife picked him up she's like you uh you put a beer hat on the kid yeah what are you gonna do it's a very it's a very warm hat they like the ball and it's just durable so but i digress i welcome alex back and yeah let's bet a bunch of shit today because it's friday um it's fry yay we have tennis is just hanging on by a thread there's still tennis going on. I know a lot of people that are betting the men's side because it's the challenges it's a, are good. It, well, and the 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 next gen shit like it's yeah, unique. Yeah, the finals and stuff. I, I think whenever there's a whenever there's a unique um, kind of format like that, people are drawn towards it because they think they have some sort of edge. And they, honestly, I think some of the people I know actually do because it's it's hard to it's harder to price things. When there hasn't been years and years of price discovery on how you should be pricing totals and sides when you have a complete it's just like guess what touchdowns are worth five now and <laughs> and everyone has to you know reconfigure everything so it's it's odd but uh, they're gonna play the normal first to six win by two kind of tennis down here in santiago correct Yes, Colina, Santiago, not really sure technically which one is. I'm pretty sure it's Santiago. But the tournament continues, and this is not a mistaken copy. This, in fact, is the exact same parlay we won on Wednesday. And I'm going to go back again today and do it. Um, Daka Kovinic, really good as a big favorite for us last time. Today, this afternoon, a uh, smaller favorite, minus 145 or so, which really trying to wrap my head around. You know, Maybe I don't know as much about Diana Schneider as I should, but everything that I look at in her performances, all of her numbers that come back, I have Kovinich a very solid favorite in this one, closer to minus 175, almost minus 180. So minus 145, a good number. And Meyer Sharif, um, who apologies, I thought this was going to start just after the show started. It looks like it's up here in a minute or two, but you can probably get her live as, you know, minus 250 against Emma Navarro. Navarro, not a bad player, but, you know, an ITF quality level player, whereas Sharif, especially on clay, really quality. I expect her to be, you know, kind of push her way into the top 50 on clay tournaments next year. So just a huge, huge talent advantage. All the numbers here point to Sharif. I had her deeper than minus 300. So put the two together. We get plus 135. Um, again, really like the matchup for both. And apologies if you're hearing this a little too late and the Sharif match is already over. It looks like it's starting again in just a minute here or two. Um, but go ahead and play Kovinich straight up. Minus 150 or better looks good. But I was just happy to put her with Sharif since I had the chance. Sharif. Omar. Remember Omar Sharif? Yeah. I don't think what he was what he was in. We're, we we've been doing a lot of this old actors. He was in Lawrence of Arabia. Doctor Shavago. Um, 
in Dr. Zhivago. Fuck, I'm going to watch so many movies this weekend. Either Hidalgo, way. apparently. Yeah. Hidalgo. <laughs> was that a remake? Probably. I don't Probably. Know. They've remade everything now. You know, you know what they are, and they're re, they're revisiting this as well. <laughs> they're going to do the thing where they. Oh, Dan, that's I, funny. <laughs> I, I'm ninety percent sure this is on a boat. It's Ugh. for sure on a. It's for sure on a neutral. But yeah, this is on the USS Abraham Lincoln. Why do so they do this? The, because it's Veterans Day, and we thank anyone who. You know, has, veterans only fight on boats. Can't we play I, on land? I, yeah, that's the thing. The army is a pretty big branch of the of the arms of the you know the the force the armed forces. I, I've they, heard of They're army. mostly land based. We could have just uh, honored the army by playing this Fort Benning or I don't know something like that. Fort Lewis, Washington, not far from any Gonzaga. piece of flat ground that isn't moving in water. Yes. Um, It'd be harder to do. Hey, you know what? This is maybe Air Force Two, I guess, because maybe the coolest thing, the coolest thing in, and there's there's cool, like there's some missiles. Missiles aren't that cool, though, because they kill people, guys. But the coolest thing ever is like some guy who came up like, hey, what if we made a boat so big you could land planes on it? Like, that's kind of badass. So aircraft carriers are just cool in general i'm not so sure we should be doing this stuff where we play boat or basketball games on it but the uss abraham no. lincoln will be hosting this and yes as dan pointed out ras gave out the under and it plummeted which makes me feel good about having the underdog in this one and how do you I mean, not fight unders in the in the wind yeah if, if i announce if i announce a game and i haven't told you what the bet is usually assume it's the underdog even though i do have a future bet on gonzaga to win the national championship from um there were some decent numbers out there when it was supposed that drew timmy was coming back but it wasn't confirmed so i have a 20 to 1 on this gonzaga team so i don't give a shit if they win or lose these early season matchups don't matter like just get through your conference tournament, make a run in march i'd love to see him in the final again but in this one i have this priced way differently and at first i'm like i'm way off like this number's off and i'm like oh it's because i don't have it in a neutral it's like no that would have made it worse because i had it at gonzaga so i have this price way off of here michigan state is not a bad team they're a top 25 team and these younger these young guards that played last year they're gonna be just that much better i think this is actually probably a, a team that shoots into the top 15 at some point and like, they shouldn't be a double-digit dog on a neutral in what's supposedly going to be a lower-scoring game because of the atmosphere, you know, just the the court and, you know, the fact that it's on a boat. So give me the dog, 11 and a half. That's way too many points. I'm, not, I'm embarrassed to even say what I made this. So that's it for now. And the main reason that's it for now is because I had a little weird hiccup in my spreadsheet that is screwing with something. So it's like... Uh, I have it set up to just tell me which plays to play and like highlight them. I'm like, oh, I am gonna bet 30 games today. That's odd. And there was a there's a little hiccup that basically made a secondary metric, uh, made all the games a pick 'em. 
So like, so it's like every Black underdog, yeah, every underdog of like over four. It's like, wow, you should play. You should really be thinking about this one. So, I gotta go fix some of the inputs. It's pulling from a few websites and get back to you. But I did fix it for this one because I wanted to talk about a big game for once. You know, I'm always betting, you know, Mississippi Valley State or quinnipiac or the you know these schools that nobody cares I about i just i just said that because dan's a quinnipiac fan more a quinnipiac hockey fan here's so some teams you have heard did you did you look at the total at all because i'm trying to think i assume that the market makes some sort of adjustment and dan mentioned that um right angle sports hit the under here already but should we just be blindly betting the unders when these things open on these boat games? Like, d- did your total come out close to market? I know you're I not a big total. A, guy, I think a but... lot of people do that. I, I'm not super trust trusting of my totals at the moment either. Uh, a lot of that is, it's very tough for me to come up with good priors for the the stats I use for totals. Even though some people seem to be way better at that than me and have had a lot of success with that, but. I yeah I'm I'm fairly on market now. Um, for where is it? Yeah, Michigan State. Yeah, I mean I'm low low forties. So I mean where it's adjusted to now it's fine. I probably would have played that early under. That's what I'm wondering. I'll have to go back and look at the openers because. And again, I don't handicap college basketball, but just the fact that it's outside, there's wind, there's no sight lines. And again, I know these are giant boats, but it's not flat. You're not playing at a court attached to the ground. I mean, like, it should be moving. It's just, there's a lot of stuff that just seems kind of wonky about this. So I'll have to go back and look and do some homework. But just a thought for all the college basketball betters. Let me know if you know anything about it. Yeah, I'm just now. I got. I'm on a boat in my head. I'm riding I'm dolphin, doing flips and shit. Like that's just a good song. So, <laughs> all right, here are some more teams you've probably heard of because there's not 360 damn teams in the NBA. That would be a disaster. My God, the playoffs would be weird. But there's only 30 in the NBA. None of them reside in the Pacific Northwest. Well, Portland, I guess. But I'm just. I'm still salty that Seattle doesn't have a team right now. These teams, you're an underdog better today, too. What are we doing? Are we taking no favorites? Rico says blimp game next year. That'd be even harder. You know what happens? Oh, that's too, not even funny. Blimp game. That's not even funny. No tickets. I'm going to watch that today now for sure. Um, it's blimp. That's not even funny. That's scary. I really hope nobody thinks that. But it is Friday. Generally, parachutes. Good God. Rico's just pushing my buttons early here on Friday. But let's talk a little bit about the professionals, the men. I mean, now everybody gets paid. But the big boys, the adults, if you will. Um, Pretty good slate here on a Friday night. Eight games, just two that stuck out to me. And as Andy said, like two underdog spots here. Um, You know, a couple other games. Curious to see if Paulo Banqueros in. Take a look at that Phoenix-Orlando over. Um, Be curious to watch a little bit. This Knicks-Pistons game might have some live Pistons tickets and uh, this Milwaukee Bucks Spurs line is bizarre. I guess nobody on the Bucks is playing again tonight or something. The Spurs are one and a half point favorites. So, uh, kind of a lot of Friday fuckery, as our buddy Whale would like to say. But two spots I do like the Denver Nuggets getting four and a half points in Boston against the Celtics. The Nuggets play up to their competition. And I, I know that's kind of a funky thing. And 
again, my model here just kind of to start had this closer to Celtics plus two, um, went through and tweaked some stuff. And again, you kind of look at the history, the Nuggets play up and play much better against better teams. They have a good record against teams with a winning record the last couple of years. In fact, um, kind of an almost better record than they do against some of the worst teams in the league. They really build up and they understand these tough spots in the schedule. The matchup is spectacular for them. Um, Nikola Jokic, put him in your DFS lineups. Look at his props tonight. There really shouldn't be too many guys on the Celtics team with the size to bother him. Now, you know, a lot of athletes, I'm sure they'll double Jokic a lot and maybe that'll be trouble, but it never really is. Again, when you're seven feet tall and you can hold the ball over your head, every time you get doubled, someone's open. And I just think this matchup is awesome for the Nuggets. My numbers like the Nuggets. So happy to take them here. Plus four and a half. I didn't sprinkle any money line. Maybe I will a little bit later, but again, like this Nuggets team, although I do have the Celtics as short favorites. And then the Cleveland Cavaliers, um, instead of taking the plus two and a half, just give me plus 120. If you want to take the two and a half, that's fine. If it gets to three, maybe I'll take a little plus three. But plus 120, I have them as short favorites here against the Golden State Warriors team that is still struggling to put it all together this season. Um, that was kind of part of the plan, to be honest. They came in, trying to make sure they work in some of these bench players, guys like Moody and Kaminga, who were rookies last year, get Jordan Poole comfortable, keep the starters healthy. We're starting to see Curry's minutes pick up. He's up to about 35 minutes per game. Um, but everybody else is kind of in the 30s, high 20s. Again, the Warriors really taking kind of a slow approach here. Now, at some point, they are going to have to start winning games. I don't think that they expected to have the record they do, um, You know, given how good the team is, even when – you know, you're resting some players here. You know, again, you look at the standings, and I know it's very early. The Warriors just four and seven. Thought they probably probably thought they'd be closer to 500. So I don't know how much longer we have left of this dynamic, but looks again like they're going to continue playing that way tonight. And the Cavaliers have been one of, if not the best teams in the regular season this year when fully healthy. They've got everybody going tonight. Two guards that can really score. Again, always talk about Mobley and Allen, how huge of an advantage that is to have two rim protectors who can also defend a little bit on the perimeter this Cavaliers team's a lot of fun again have them as short favorites so give me the Cavs plus 120 Nuggets plus four and a half we'll play Nuggets plus four or better Cavs again plus 110 or better looks good Nuggets my <clears throat> Western Conference champion prediction although predictions have gone out the bleeping window the NBA has been very odd and then a couple people are talking Auburn football in the chat and by a couple people I mean almost everyone the two or three <laughs> of you um who are chatting uh, Sharky is love Jeff, is Jeff Grimes going to be the next head coach because Grimey? that's what I have I have that bet <laughs> like at, I think four or five to one in one of my accounts so that would be great if he were the head coach. Fill me in on that. Um, and yeah, Sharky Love, Rico de Gallo. Soccer Picks Club says, Andy, did you say you might post more later in the Betsports app? Yes. As soon as I'm done with the show, I'm going to order some soup. I'm really hungry for soup. And I'm going to sit down and fix the spreadsheet so I can actually evaluate the rest of these games. There's enough games on the slate. I would, I would be very surprised if I didn't have three or four more for this evening. I would say a quick recap of yesterday. Um, Southern Illinois truck stick second half outright straight up winner plus eight doesn't get paid anymore, but uh, plus eight cash is on the outright winner. I was a little worried about overtime. Um, and then Vermont horrible, horrible second half. Uh, I believe they were tied or down by one point with a couple minutes left at halftime. And then they lost by like 30, just didn't show up. So I'm a little worried about them in their next game out on the West coast. That might be a fade spot. If you are uh, 
if you're worried about Vermont continuing to look like that, is they have to play an even tougher team now on the uh, on their West Coast trip. But it's World Cup time. This starts soon. This is uh, this is the best part about the World Cup is I don't even know when the first match is. I feel like it's very soon. Um, the 20th. So the 20th is next Sunday. And I'm guessing, oh my God, it's 10 a.m. on the 20th. So this, I'm going to be watching this on the lead up to football. That's kind of awesome. So I will be betting every single, every single World Cup match, as is tradition with any major soccer tournament, men's or women's. Um, so next Friday, I guess, because if we have a Sunday match, there's no brown bag on a Sunday. I'm not dragging my lazy ass up to do an extra show. Noob certainly isn't around. He's busy. busy. I got stuff to do. I got stuff. First, so next handicapping yeah. tennis tournaments. Next Friday. Next Friday, I'll give up my initial brown bag bets, World Cup first match picks. But today I'm gonna hit some futures. And I really struggled with futures in this one. I know we were able to get the three Lions ladies home, and that was kind of a no doubt, no sweater. They just thunderfucked the rest of those teams. God, they were good. <laughs> they, I mean, it was it was like watching, you know, the US women a few years back, where it's just like, oh my God, they're clearly so much better. So uh it's coming home, it's coming home, football's coming home. Not so much here. I'm not terribly excited about this English team, despite I mean, they have some good players, but this is uh, this is not the Euros. You have to face South American and African. There's some African teams that are really on the on the come up right now. Um, so when you play in the Euros, it's like, well, we got to beat France and Spain and Germany, and it's uh, your two top favorites are Argentina and Brazil. South America really representing. I don't love playing a four to one, even though that's what the price was on the Lions. It's a different kind of tournament. There's a lot more teams in the World Cup than there are in the Women's Euros. I'm not interested in Brazil at 4-1. to one. Certainly not interested in Argentina as they're just kind of a, a choke squad, I guess, for the most part. France without Pogba is worrisome for me, and England just is never going to win. As much as I uh, I cheer for the, the ladies, that's a choke squad too. So um, Dan says Argentina isn't a choke squad anymore, I guess. We'll give it to them. Maybe they're back. I will cheer. For, I'll cheer for Argentina because I like to see a team to throw off the shackles of being, you know, I don't know, like the Cubs or the Red Sox, a team that's been kind of picked as a, uh, you know, someone mushed, just can't cursed. get, you know, mushed, cursed, can't get it done. But I did play some Germany, just a really balanced squad. I think they should be priced ahead of Spain and England. I think it should be. Brazil, Argentina, France, Germany, like as your top squads. And path is always hard to pick out when you're actually picking a winner. I'll talk about how path matters a little more in some of these bets, but uh, Germany at 11 to 1 felt a little disrespectful for the machine, as they're called, the, the Der Wehrmacht. Um, and yeah, there's some, some African flavor on here too. Senegal. Somebody asked me about Senegal. I like Senegal. I know they're worried about some injuries, but uh, actually, you know what? Start with Uruguay. These reach quarter prices, I like quite a bit. And the reasoning is these are these are teams that I kind of like to win groups. But how do you cash out how do you cash the to win your group bet, noops? Well, you have to win your group. Yes, there's only one way. You have to win your group. 
<laughs> so these quarter prices are kind of predicated on that because, and I mean, let's start with Senegal. Senegal is in uh, Group A, kind of a weakish group. They could overtake the Netherlands for sure and win their group. And their group price is like three to one, maybe 325. That'd be great to hit that. Now, if they were to win their group, they would get the runner up in the round of 16 of Group B, which is going to be like the United States or Wales. And as much as I love my home country, those aren't great teams. Those are those are teams they should be favored over. So if they do win their group, they're most likely going to find that quarterfinal. And you're getting a better price at it. But in the off chance, and by off chance, I mean it's 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 certainly, you know, Netherlands favored. If they were the runner-up, then they wouldn't have such an easy draw in their round of 16 match. But it's still not dead. You're getting a better price, and there's a secondary path to victory in that. So, I mean, a lot of things can happen. But if they were the, the runner-up, as they call it, the, the A2 then they would, uh, you know, they'd face a different team. They'd, they, well, they'd face a group winner rather than a group runner-up. So a little tougher, but it leaves you that secondary path. And then the same thing for uh, for Uruguay coming out of Group H, I believe it is. Portugal probably wins that group, but it's very weak from there on out. And I think they have a decent path as well. If they were to do anything and win that group, that would be really great. But even if they are runners-up, they would be facing the winner of Group G, which is Brazil. So that stinks. Maybe I've maybe I've greatly mis misappropriated these funds on this one. Good to be Shit, I need them to win that group. Damn it! <laughs> All right, no. So G G two and H one. Yeah, I need them to win H H one, and then it's like yeah, Serbia, Switzerland, something like that. Either way, this price is a little lower, but they're a better team. You know what? They can hang with Brazil. Brazil's a favorite, but. Fuck it, I like this price anyway. So Uruguay, Senegal to reach the quarters, kind of like dual paths to getting there. And then these groups. Yeah, and Uruguay is what very live to win that group. Thank you, Dan, for giving me the confidence that I just absolutely sucked, you know, just got sucked dry by my own words. But um, I've done some of these too. I like these exactas in group matchups. This is and if you just look at I don't know. There's a bunch of ways that I've, I've read articles where they look at like, hey, add up all the wages for these guys, what they're making in their, you know, their regular jobs on club teams and then put it together and look at how strong some of these teams are. Look, add up all the goals, add up all the caps, add up all the, you know, how much experience they have and start to like weight these groups and see which groups are balanced which groups are imbalanced and this france denmark group is super imbalanced like it is it's not a foregone conclusion because nothing is in sports but group d is very imbalanced australia is bad tunisia is not good like denmark there's a clear like line of demarcation as france is one of the favorites between france and everyone but there's a secondary line between denmark and the next squad Getting minus one ten for France to finish first and Denmark to finish second, like that happens, I think sixty seventy percent of the time. Minus one ten feels quite a bit low. So line of demarcation, Dan says, Jesus Christ, where where was I on that Dan's one? Dan's on fire today. Yeah, so Take I like that one. On that, that's, that's a play. That's a play I put a bunch on. I love that mm. one. Um, we'll see how that goes because futures generally. I mean, at one point I bet on 
any girl to take her shirt off um, at Bovada because Bovada offers so many props. <laughs> at the women, the women's heroes, they offered like the, the Brandy Chastain bet. Like, will a will a player take off her kit in celebration? I'm like, well, I'm gonna bet on that because how often can you bet on something like that? So uh, a little more of the the fun props here, and these are such a crapshoot. Um, I was talking to Dan before the show on this. The golden boot is given to not not anything but stats. Like you just have to score the most goals. Say, well, this person should probably at least make it to the semifinals, get a bunch of matches. It's always weird though. And yes, England did make it to the semis last year, and here, or excuse me, four years ago, and Harry Kane got it. But he didn't score in the last three matches. This happens a lot, where somebody just racks up goals by playing some shitty teams in the groups, gets like four or five goals against bad teams, and then they only need to add one or two. So I'm not 100% sure it needs to be on one of the best teams, one of the favorites, but I went that way anyway. So I took a Frenchman, and I took a Brazilian. There's a And... That's the problem with more games uh, you play, the more goals you can score. Yeah, so like give them more chances. So Benzema at fourteen to one, taking him over the you know the French favorites. He's more of a second choice on the French squad, and then Vinicius Junior on the Brazilian squad. They have, I mean, basically their whole the front six guys like they could all just score two or three goals a piece. Like it's it might just be a spread out, but uh, I asked Pete. My friend, you know Pete from the tennis chat. I said, give me a golden boot bet, and that's what he gave me. So I said, give me one. And the, that is the problem with Brazil. There are a Brazilian players who could win golden boot. But we're going with Vinicius Jr., 25 to 1. And then one last parlay. This is kind of in the spirit of you playing these fun parlays like this. The fact that I, I start clicking and I'm like waiting for it to – gray out the parlay. I'm like, is it going to let me parlay this or not? So this isn't just a parlay of the worst teams. It's a parlay of like bad teams who are in tough groups where you're in a group where boy, the the winners almost assumed and the runner ups kind of assumed, or there's a big gap between you and even the third place team. So Saudi Arabia does suck. Yeah, Saudi Arabia is bad. Um, and yes, Qatar, as Dan pointed out, may just poison everyone <laughs> in their group and advance. And yes, that's a, it's a little trickier group. Qatar was a weird one too. They get to play in in like the North American, um, whatever our our Concacaf tournament. They weren't the worst. I'm not sure how much that's going to translate to actual competitive soccer you know uh north american soccer is one thing but it is a weaker group i just i think if anybody competes for that second spot that's not senegal netherlands it's going to be ecuador qatar getting a win would be something so ghana australia qatar costa rica and saudi arabia to none of them to advance none of them to advance they're all like minus 800s. This is just a fun parlay I put together. Pays plus 121. So Ghana, Australia, Marco, Striga, Saudi Arabia. Need to make some sort of, uh, some sort of, uh, what do you call that? Where an acronym. Gaxus. Ga- no, that's not going to work. I'll come up with something better. 
Either way, it's on the screen, and I just read it a couple times. Pays plus one twenty one, and that's it for future now. I might, I might add, I might add some more just because I've been having so much fun with these. Um, and one more I wanted to point out too. I th- you do really need to make it deep for this sort of thing to happen, but um, they have golden gloves, which I, I'm gonna have to check into this. I don't think it's it's stat based. I think it's like a vote. It's and maybe somebody in the chat or including and not limited to Dan can tell me this right now. Like golden boot is most goals scored. Golden gloves is best goalie, and I don't think it's just stat based. All right, he says it's a vote. So you can bet on Senegal. And I know a lot of people like Senegal to go far. And they're like this this sneaky dark horse. You can bet them at like 40, 50 to one to win. You can you can bet them at 25 to one to make the finals. But if they make the finals, the they have the the Chelsea goalkeeper, Mendy. He's 80 to one to win the golden gloves. I kind of like that. And it's, it's, you know, they're probably just going to give it to whatever European wins this tournament anyway. But the fact that he's like 80 to one and he's actually a really, really good goalkeeper. And if they go deep, he's probably going to get some, he's probably going to get some clean sheets. So Mendy, that's a a sneaky look. I like that. That's very, yeah. as Rico says, a goalie, goalie to get to the finals and their price is 25 to one to get to the finals. So like, if you'd like that, uh, maybe split it up, put a little on, on, uh, Edward Mendy to, to get the golden, golden gloves because they wear gloves, guys. Gloves. Important. You don't want to hurt your hands. No. And that's it. Happy world cup next week. If you guys have any futures um, in the YouTube comments, leave me some stuff you think you like. Um, I'd love to hear it because my research has been very limited. I haven't spent enough time on this. I'm going to have to spend some time. So I have some, some things where I'm ready to bet on these games because they are coming right up. So appreciate you noops. I hope you have a good weekend. Everyone in the chat have a better weekend than even us. Thanks to producer Dan and we'll catch you guys on Monday.